Happy New Year. It's top of the dude chain. Welcome to 2020. Is this New not going to come out on Tuesday? No, this comes out on Wednesday. <laughs> it comes out every Wednesday. It used to be Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. We switched it like a week ago, and okay. he says it's a, like it's a, it's an every <laughs> every like, week. Like, like, what are you doing, Tuck? Get it. Yeah, get, it get, the get it together, man. Here's why it is Wednesday because you guys started wanting to meet on Sunday night or Monday night. And getting it out on Tuesday, if we record on a Sunday or Monday, is just too difficult. It sounds yeah. like you need to get it together. Yeah, pull it together. Oh, sorry, pull it together, yeah. Josh. You got all just day think. Monday at work to I do like stuff like put like, this podcast together. Yeah, I like to think we can't pull it together because you're always out buying new hats. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this one's not. If that you new. would, if you would get this podcast out instead of googling hats to yeah. buy. Honestly, on a, how I didn't even know Ross had an online store. Yeah, how many hats do you own at this point? Uh, Over a hundred. No, 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 no. It's not that high. 30? 60. God. That's a lot. <laughs> don't don't be ridiculous. Not 100. It's only 60. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is I have like 15 of the same hat. It's like the, my yeah. logo hats that I never sold or gave to anybody. Yeah. So it's like I just, I'll lose one and I'll find it and then I'll, I'll have like five of the same one yeah. all at the same time. Dude, you know what else I have a lot of? Ties. Yeah. Yeah. Like my mother-in-law bought me one of those. Uh, oh, a little mm, like carousel tie yeah, racks? Motorized. Yeah. Whole 72 ties. Yeah, get it filled. If you count the bolo tie, it's completely filled. And I had to, th- and I threw some of the uh, old. Count the bolo. Yeah. The bolo, so, bolo counts. So I, and I had to, th- I threw about 12 to 15 out because they were well, just Well, you gave old, me a raggedy. box of ties one time. You're like, here, I got a box of ties. And I put them on. And of course, it looks like a clown tie, <laughs> half your size. <laughs> well, I, I have. Look so, like I'm gonna go do a comedy special okay, in the so early you, '90s. Yeah. Hey, so when you do, when you do, when you wear it, looking like Dave Coulier out here. So when you buy a tie for yourself, do you buy just a normal, yeah. 57 to 60 incher? Uh, I don't know, man. I get the mid size, whatever that is, that's, I mean, and, that's, and I don't get skinny ties or fat ties. I get, I get just the straight up yeah, plain so Jane mid mid size norm, ties. So normal ties are in that 57. To I stay 60. out of the big and tall section. Okay, so regular ties are in that fifty-seven to sixty inch. Okay, I buy. No, I won't buy a tie unless it's sixty or or greater. Yeah, that's a big and tall tie. Yeah, I prefer sixty-three to sixty-five inches. Yeah. but they do make shorter ties. So I don't know if you're buying the uh, below fifty-seven inch, but if you're buying normal, I got some ties that, no, that I can bring you. No, I think uh, I think mine are all. Granted, man, I'm not going to like a, a nice place that has their ties laid out by lengths and sizes. I go to the Stafford section at J.C. Penney and go to the table that says midsize, and that's just what I get. Yeah. I, I get the, I get a J.C. Penney tie, whatever that is. That's what I get. Well, I got, I got some midsize ties I can give you. And I say that that's not even true. Most of my ties come from the thrift store, just like everything else I own. Yeah, see, I try finding ties there, but I keep telling people I hate it when y'all say. I've tried finding stuff at the thrift store. Going once does not constitute no. trying to find something at the thrift I store. Every time I go in, I look at you the have ties. to commit to going every day, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> That's yeah. how it no, works. I don't go twice a day, but I will say this: I go to them, <laughs> I look at the ties. They just don't appeal to yeah. me. I don't know if I've been twice a day ever, maybe once or twice. I did find a sweet sports coat there. I have left and come Brand back new. because I, I was like, "There's no way I'm walking away." Yeah, things I've walked away from that I wish I hadn't. Castle Grayskull from He Man. Yeah. No, have you seen a... Straight up, found it at a thrift store. A bag full of He-Man toys. Because I'm like, man, I'm too old for toys. But then I, I left and I was like, I'm not too old for toys. Why didn't I buy that? Yeah. <laughs> I should have bought They're that. They're cheap. And, you know, Josie, I'm like, I can, you know, technically... Like, I got Josie some Ninja Turtles for Christmas just because I don't want to play with, you know, the little toys she plays with. So I got some that I wouldn't mind playing with. And she likes the Ninja Turtles. Man, those things are awesome. Yeah. I've been... I've been playing karate with them things for like three days. Now. Our buddy David found a uh, $110 keyboard for five bucks, like a gaming keyboard. Oh, yeah. At a thrift store. See? Now, you find good stuff. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of my ties come from there. Uh, you have to be careful, though. Um, kind of look, make sure they don't have, like, stains or frays or, you know, yeah. they're not in bad condition. Because sometimes lighting changes what you see, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> But no, I I've had it. good luck. I've had really good luck. Uh, my best ties come from thrift store. Yeah, my wife and I have made the new year new me. Yeah. Also, if you, if you tie your if you tie your tie the right way and don't just do like one of these little lazy half knots or like a square knot. See, I, a shorter guy like me can wear a normal length tie because I'm actually tying a full Windsor. Yeah. 
So takes up some of well, the time. Well, Windsor's not bad. Oh, so what do you do? Always rock full. Yeah. So what do you do with a narrow collared shirt? And you can't rock a full Windsor. A narrow collared shirt? Yeah. What's a narrow collared shirt? Help me out. <laughs> Help me out, fashionista. Dude, shirts have different types of collars. Yeah, so I don't. Got normal I don't collar. wear like the the lapel like collars or whatever, like the seventies. Dude, all Bruce. my shirts are. Hey, all my shirts are the same kind of shirt. You They're want, a normal dress shirt. You want ridiculous? You want ridiculous collars? Go watch Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon. Yeah, his suit collars. Those things are up to here, man. But no, so shirts have different collars. You got spread collars, which is great for a Windsor knot, a full Windsor. Yeah, uh, because it's a big fat knot and it covers up. But sometimes, you know, shirts have narrow collars. Yeah, that, that just you know, they come in and it only has that much. So, but here's the thing: when I go buy a shirt, the first thing I look for is just like on my ties. I look for the one that says regular or classic. I don't, I don't want whatever's so in you're style me, now. I so want what has been in style since 1920 and I'm, hasn't gone out. So of what style. you're telling me is, is that if you had a nice Paul Stewart or a nice Burberry shirt on. A ridiculously low price, but it had a narrow collar. You wouldn't buy it. I don't even know what those things are. <laughs> I would probably assume that those are janky brands and yeah. and stay janky? completely away from them. Those are, I would say bougie brands. I'm just telling you, man. I don't shop the way you shop. I, I man. bought I bought a lot of different shirts, and I've never had one that a Windsor wouldn't uh, compliment. Yeah. See, I got a couple where you can't wear a Windsor. It's too, we'll just, just go to a half. Two yeah. color. No, well, I, I, see when I look at pictures at me through the years, um, you know how like you can look at pictures of yourself through the years and you see like, oh man, that was you know in the '90s. You can mm-hmm. date it by just. With me, it's really hard to do because I've been wearing t-shirt and jeans and straight up plain looking clothes forever. I don't go yeah. out of style, man. I'm never completely in style, and I never go out of style. Yeah, yeah like I said, I don't even <clears throat> Pratt knot's my favorite knot. Yeah, and then but I'll stick with a half Windsor or four in hand. See, I can't with a, a narrow collar shirt. I can't do a half Windsor just because like symmetry is big. Like yeah. symmetry is a thing for me. So just the fact that it's just a tiny bit crooked. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the allure th- of it. I think that's off. the big thing yeah. to me too, is symmetry because uh it's the same thing with like all the different size collars and everything else. I just yeah. like everything to fit together. Right, but and, and look and look good. I I'm not going for like these new like but style of, trends but, and stuff but like some that. Of the allure. And something that always hits me every time I see like the direction people are going. And, you know, I'm like, all right, that doesn't look too bad. I always think, you know, don't buy the hype. This but, this doesn't look terrible right now. In five years, everybody's going to abandon it because it looks stupid. But part of the allure of, of, of some of the things like ties and, and pocket squares is the imperfection in them, the unevenness. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some of that to it, which I, I enjoy. There's better ways to get that in your style than to buy a weird pocket square, though. I don't buy weird pocket squares. Okay. I buy pocket squares. <laughs> That's weird in buy, itself. I might buy a weird sports look, coat, a look, nice pink how many, sports how many, coat. <laughs> how many times have you blown your nose on that pocket square? What's its purpose? Because I mean, a tie's purpose is to cover the butt, to break right? up the clean lines of the uh, yeah. suit, to create yeah. to create a line. It's pure chaos in a pocket. <laughs> so, well, not even that. But I'm just saying, best even, description ever. But yeah. even but even if you wear just a, a straight white one that just creates that small you know line in the pocket, yeah. it's just another line that all that's right. all that's all it is when when you're dressing is creating those distinct lines between things. Yeah, you know. Oh man, can you imagine? That's why. That's why. Can you imagine Josh in like the, like the fifteen through seventeen hundreds? How he would have been dressing? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Can you imagine the powdered wig he would have? No. <laughs> Extra frilly sleeves. <laughs> no, he wouldn't be able to sister. use his hands. There would be so much stuff dangling from his cuffs. <laughs> that is true. Oh man. What'd you think of the Christmas outfit? The Christmas outfit? Yeah. Last week. I'll be honest with you. It looked way more normal than I thought it was going to. It, it really, it wasn't, and I think it was because definitely they were unique colors, but they weren't loud. Yeah. You know, they, they the were point. soft enough to, to take it down a notch, and your little, your little lapel pin, the little gold elephant or whatever it is, actually kind of went with it. So I, I actually didn't hate it. You, you know what you looked like? Did I look like Christmas? No, you didn't look like Christmas. You, you even with the candy cane. You, you look like you look like um like a formal sporting event where like that old school coach comes in wearing you know like the the yeah. the mismatched suit or like a like something you'd see like from like a golf 
tournament or something yeah. like that. That's what it looked like. You, you had a very uh, you had a very golf tournament look to you. You yeah. know what I mean? How how it's mismatched suit. Yeah. That that's what you had had going anyway. on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You had a candy cane pocket square though. You did. <laughs> yeah. And I had socks that had dinosaurs and ugly Christmas sweaters. <laughs> well, I didn't look at your feet. What I, you know? What I can't stand though. What's that? Christmas ties. Christmas I ties. I hate them. Not even one that has like a button that sings jingle hate bells and the, and Rudolph's nose lights up. Hate them all. Yeah. Hate them all. Hate the ones that light up. Hate the ones. Yeah. You know what I mean, just the tie is not the place to celebrate Christmas. Personally. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know. Man. It is what it is. <laughs> anyway, New Year, twenty twenty, end yeah. of a decade. End of a decade, man. The Roaring Twenties are upon us. <laughs> the Roaring Twenties, man. What did y'all think about this past decade? Mm. So it's a <clears throat> year. I oh. could give you the year. So, the so year I'm, was I'm, rough. I'm 40. You're you're 40 now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You're 39? Mm-hmm. 39? All right. And then Corey, he's 27. So we... <laughs> <laughs> he's the I pop. Wish. I yeah. wish. Wish you were th- 27. But anyways, so we've all seen a minimum of three decades here, though, right? And, and me and you have seen, you know, close to four. Uh, it, you know, as far as what's going on in the world, are there any that you would consider, like, just kind of, man, that decade is the most forgettable decade of my life? Not because of what was going on in your life, but just the things that were going on, like music, entertainment, uh, clothes, style, what people were into, just life in general. You know what I mean? Like culture life. Yeah. Sports, everything. You know, are there any that... No, I love 80s music. Yeah. I love 90s music. Yeah. Because it takes me back to the high school days and all that. Yeah. I would say the most eventful decade of my life was the 2000s yeah got married had my first kid yeah you know that kind of stuff but that's all personal like take that out of it well i mean that's the thing 2000s you had 9-11 yeah that is true and so you know that that's a i mean that's a life-changing event yes so you can't throw out the 2000s for that 2010 or 2010s i think the 90s man the 90s were garbage. The music was horrible. It wasn't for, great. For the most part. What? There, there's always going to be good music, music bad throughout. Clothing, bad. <laughs> Everything about the 90s was pretty lame. The, the 90s is, uh, is, for all the good things that are there, when you look back on it, it's, it's mostly terrible. Well, the nine, I would say the 90s, that decade was one of those 90s. Was one of those Granted, decades. I was a kid and there was great things going on. And some of the things that I remember most about loving, you know, are from the 90s. You know, because like, about 88, I think, is when, you know, things like the Ninja Turtles came yeah, out. Yeah, cartoons yeah. were about the only good thing in the 90s. But I'm just yeah. saying, I, I would say 90s was that decade that started off slow but ended well. And, and then catapulted the early 2000s. I think it's opposite. I think... I think it no, carried over from the 80s pretty decent and then yeah. ended like a train wreck with what? boy bands wearing plastic like yeah. clothes. Let's, di- let's dive into the 90s, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Let's what? dive into Jinkos and Chumbawamba. <laughs> Josh Chum- would love the 90s. Yeah. Sure. And here's the other thing. Of all the decades I've lived in, the most trash decade <laughs> is from 1999 to 2009. That was garbage hot garbage for the music for was the ter- world most forgettable time of my life other than 9-11 i mean which is a tragedy it's not like that's a good thing that i'm happened. not saying i'm just saying you said you said like forgettable yeah i mean think about yeah, it man we were getting we were getting terrible music we were getting like nothing got good until about 2010 start things started kind of you know getting what, good what again. music's come out in 10 that is valid None. And, is That's there all none? I'm saying. I just, I just think we're we're at that point. I don't know. I think. See, I think, I think the the early 2000s, like Lincoln Park, is way better than anything post 2010. Well, yeah. That's all. See, yeah. No, I think. I think it's because the. I think they, all the good bands got crappy in, <laughs> after 2010. Yeah. Well, I think it's because y'all listen to different music than me. Like, like in that that genre that kind of got coined the Americana genre, where I I kind of reside. Like your singer songwriters. Yeah. They're putting out quality music for a long time. It was. It was not great. You know, it's like country music obviously is worse now than it's ever been yeah. and, and stuff like that. But that's popular music. I, I really don't dabble in that a whole lot. I kind of dabble more in the uh, kind of closer to the uh, to the ground, kind of that 
what they call Americana now. Dude, my, my daughter was watching this I like show. that Roots music, man. I like that music that represents the area it's from. Yeah, no, I agree. Not not what's been mass produced for mass ears, you know? Yeah, like I listen. Um, my music in my streaming app basically created a playlist based on my heavy Pantera listening, <laughs> essentially called Southern Metal. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, yeah. like that, I really dig that kind of music, that yeah. Southern Metal, you know, whatever, <clears throat> you know, kind of influenced by Pantera and by the same stuff that Pantera was influenced by. Yeah, it represents you more than it represents Which, everybody. by the way, the uh, bassist Rex and Phil, the lead singer, mm-hmm. are thinking about touring as Pantera because, uh, you know, Vinny and Dimebag both have died. Yeah. And those were the ones who were essentially keeping the band apart. Yeah. Because of the beef they had with Phil. So, if that happens, I didn't see them in concert when I was younger, and I'd like to see them. Yep. Uh, I really forgot how good that band was. Yeah. Now, I just, in the 2000s, I just remember thinking I don't belong on this planet. Like, I didn't like anything that was going well, on. Well, they, and they, they see the thing, the thing, and, you know, probably, you know, Pantera actually formed a super band with uh, David Allen Coe. <laughs> yeah, the weirdest. That guy's, like, that guy's out of control. The weirdest thing you've ever heard, but they're influenced by that, that South Texas yeah. you know, type of country as well. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that you, you probably relate to more. Yeah, um, but I don't know, man. I just David Allen Cole is is inconsistent as Charles Manson. Like yeah. he is so all over the place. No, he is. He's trying. I mean, he's trying to be a century. I mean, I and I respect it. You know, the thing is, is like, I I hate when people like Lincoln Park, for example. Yeah, you know, they they kind of went a different direction when they were when you know later, yeah. right before Chester died. And I don't necessarily like their their newer stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't negate their older stuff. Yeah, like they still put that out too, and that was still the music they wanted to make at that time. Yeah, you know. And then you come into uh, the new stuff. I mean, yeah. if if they appeal to someone else, fine. Yeah, I'm still gonna keep listening to the old stuff. The yeah. band that's timeless to me, Dave Matthews. <laughs> That that sound has not changed since the '90s till yeah. now. It's been no. whiny girl music. It's, it's been horrible. Dude, listen, since the let, let's let's bring up some things from the '90s. Just looking at this list yeah. that you've probably forgotten about that make them make them the worst. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you have uh, internet speeds. A 180 megabyte download. How long do you think that took in the '90s? No, rough, dude, rough guess. No, it was it was 100, 180 megabytes. Just guess. 180 megabytes. How long did it take? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it took 180 minutes. minutes. 180 minutes. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 39 years. <laughs> 39 years is how long it would take on a 56k modem. And how much? What would it take today? Uh, that would take probably 20 30 seconds. You, you wouldn't be able to notice it probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you like? Do you remember when a picture took 15 to 20 minutes to download one picture? Yeah. yeah. Those things are instantaneous. And, now, and they know? were and they were also low quality, so that they uh, even could be downloaded. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rollerball mice. They're all lasers now. Yeah. yeah. On your computer. Yeah. Jinko jeans, which I brought up, there was a picture of oh, yeah, uh, so, Hulk Hogan. But, but you, you, you know, you know, the 1990s were uh, but, but were, here's a, the thing. were a decade where people wore clothes that didn't fit. Yeah. And if you're looking, people are doing it again with all the skinny stuff. Dude, I watched yeah. like, I watched Men in Black. Your clothes need to fit. I watched <laughs> yeah. Men in Black uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, half of it, I fell asleep in the middle. Remember what Will Smith's wearing at the beginning? At the beginning? Dude, <laughs> yeah, that the stuff jumpsuit? is huge. Yeah, yeah. it is giant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, scratch CDs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's... what you have to understand, though, is, is like the 90s, that's what I was telling you. The 90s was the catapult for the for everything that we have now. Had to be. Yeah, it was so bad in the 90s, you know, we had to fix it. Or indeed. The 70s and 80s are when that technology started coming around, and the 90s were that awkward transition where it's like trying to grow into its body. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, what would you do if you wanted to see that new movie that just came out? Go rent it on VHS. Yeah, if somebody didn't rent it first. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. But that caused someone to go out and say... Let's create Netflix where you can just order it by like mail. Like I said, it was and that awkward period of time not a, where it was that's trying not a, to grow into That's not itself. a positive thing for the decade, though. It means yeah. the decade sucked so bad that yeah. we had to make the 2000s The better. 1990s were the teenagers yeah, of life. But, but my <laughs> point decades. is... You're not arguing that the 90s are better, Josh, right? I'm not arguing Are you doing better. one of these counterpoints that's no. agreeing with me? <laughs> I'm not arguing that it's better. I'm saying it's necessary. It's necessary. 
you would not have anything you have yeah. today if not yeah. for the and, awkwardness and of the 90s. I'm not arguing children, that time is necessary for advancement. And your children being tweens is necessary, but is it is it their best decade? <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, phone books <laughs> that had everybody's information. Right? <laughs> like, everybody wants to block people now. Uh, bah, bah, bah. What else? Oh, the uh, disposable camera. Yeah. Huge in the 90s. That remember was winding, very Remember huge. winding those up? Love those things. Yep, or cord, corded phones, not cordless phones. Yeah, yeah. I have that one in there like three times. Blowing on video game cartridges. Yep. Yep, that was a big one. That was a big one. Pushing it up and down, pushing it up and down. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. VHS, having to type uh, the same number three times to do one letter in a text message on the old Nokia phones. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing. So rock and roll, uh, they tried to murder it with hair bands. Kurt Cobain came back. Everybody thought he saved it, but then every grunge band after them just went right back to murdering it by all sounding alike. You know, Rrr. I mean, Creed is basically every grunge band. Honestly, they they were all singing that way. The, it the, was terrible. The best thing about the '90s is probably film. I mean, and I love Pearl Jam, but they were guilty of it too. Yeah, What's that? that singing, the the grunge style of singing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you think about all those bands. Sound like they're doing an impression Let's see, I of think each Pearl, other. Yeah, Nirvana and Bush thing. and all that. Pearl you know? Jam. Like Nirvana, I liked. Everybody after that, though, it's like they went right back to forgetting what Kurt Cobain tried to do in telling you, hey, quit trying to do it like everybody else. And just, just well, I don't even it. think Kurt Cobain was the first. Was it, I mean, Radiohead was before him, right? Yeah, Radiohead. Yeah, they did it kind of in a different way, though. Yeah, but they were still, <laughs> I think they were grunge before grunge had a title. Well, yeah. I. But they were doing it on more of an electronic level. He went more of a like a kind of a punk level, kind of. Yeah. I guess you could say not really punk, but that's the other thing. The two thousands and their so called punk music. Yeah, that punk it was music. whiny kids screaming about yeah, their dude, about dude. their middle class lives. Good wow. Charlotte, get out of here. Good Charlotte's great. <laughs> Good Charlotte, <laughs> they're almost as good as some forty one. <laughs> I went went through a punk phase where I didn't change my clothing or cut my hair. I just liked the terrible music. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. I didn't even know what a cutter was. And then the 2000s came around and all of a sudden every kid with privilege was one. I'm like, what are you talking about? I need a problem. So I'm going to invent one. Angry suburban kids. Yeah. Avril Lavigne. Yeah. I don't know. Back to grunge though. I do think Pearl Jam. Now I agree with you on Creed. I do think Pearl Jam was more of a pioneer of that music. Soundgarden. Well, you know, Kurt Cobain and and Nirvana came out, and like I said, they basically took the hair metal bands and said, we're killing you. You're dead. Yeah. Uh, No one's going to listen to that garbage anymore because it's not rock and roll. And and they came out, and they they did good music. And then Pearl Jam came out, and they did good music, but they had that sound, and that Eddie Vedder had that style of singing, and then just they all started sounding alike. And it's like... I think, see, well, and, and that could have been the Seattle influence. It, it was, and I the the, the 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 it was Lane Staley of Alice in Chains right. and Eddie Vedder. You know who you know who's to be credited for all of that though, the Meat Puppets. The Meat Puppets were awesome, dude. They no, were I don't know absolutely who the meat awesome. Are. Get out! Of well, here. if you've ever listened to Nirvana Unplugged, your favorite oh. songs on there are like basically Meat Puppet songs. Some of them were, yeah. you know, one was a folk song, but like Lake of Fire. The Meat Puppets cover is what Kurt Cobain was covering. Yeah. Uh, and, Meat Puppets wasn't bad. It's just and uh, what what the 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 my girl my girl don't lie to me tell me where in the pines that song yeah that Meat Puppets that's a cover of an old folk song and Kurt Cobain doesn't Meat Puppet style. The Meat Puppets were a huge influence on Cobain. Yeah, and, and I think because they were they were touring but and see, stuff together. I think at the time the thing about Cobain though is I think his songwriting was more. And he used that MTV Unplugged, I think, to kind of get the Meat Puppets name out there. Yeah. I looked at that. You know, the MTV Unplugged has, like, so many. There are a ton of them. Yeah. I mean, they're still doing them today. Yeah. Um, MTV does music? Yeah. But I would say the the most memorable ones were Mm -hmm. Nirvana. Yeah. For sure. Alice in Chains. That was a good one. Was very good. Um, but they're one of those bands that sounded like everybody else. No, but I, th- I think Alice in Chains was more of the, the pioneer. That's what I'm saying. I think there were four or five bands that started it. They were influenced because they all they grew up. To, I mean, they were all in the same area. Yeah. They tore, They 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 would play with each other. But you, you don't got to sound like each other. 
I just think that's the style of music. <clears throat> I think Lane don't play Sta- a style of music. But I'm just saying, I think I think guys, it's like country music. It all but sounds I, the I same. Think, I think like guys Chris Christopherson like, said he says if it sounds country, it is country. But I ain't trying to be nothing. But the thing is, is they're not trying to sound like that. It's just. The point is, is you went and found a Chris Cornell or a Lane Staley or a Eddie Vedder Who to sounded. form your band. Yeah. And 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 that's, that's you know, Eddie, I mean, you look, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden were the same band in Temple of the Dog. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were, and then they split up and formed the two different bands. No, they came together, Temple of the Dog came together as a project. Yeah. But they, were, still, they were separate the bands that is, came together as yeah, a project. but still, the point is, is, is they, you know... Cause they, I think they uh, toured together. Then or you something. had you had Stone Temple Pilots come out. Same thing. Wyland. I mean, those guys had great voices. I mean, you really look at their range and and all that. I mean, yeah. All right. I would say the worst voice of all of them is Cobain, but his songwriting was just superb. Well, it's because he wasn't going for the sound as much as just he was it was his music coming out nirvana is definitely the original of all of them yeah but i think those are pioneers where people started if you if you got outside of the seattle area i could see you know the point you're making yeah creed i just think those influenced each other because they played with each other and they they lived with each other and yeah i mean and that that's i mean that's that's very likely but that's why you just got to be careful as not trying to sound like your buddy to get famous that's true (laughs) all made great songs though yeah. No, they they do. I'm not hating on all their music. I'm just saying they all sound like. Yeah. So so the '90s sucked. '90s sucked, dude. The '90s <laughs> sucked. Yeah, I like the music. Yeah. The, mo- movies were the only good thing going on in the '90s. Yeah, there was a couple good ones. Yeah, I would say probably some of the greatest films ever made came out in the '90s. Yeah, easily. Fight Club, Forrest Gump, Jurassic Park. Forrest Forrest Gump's so great. Yeah, that movie's is. fantastic. Dude, I didn't see that till like 2000, 2001. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It took that long. Yeah. Braveheart came out in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. No, there there was some there was some good film in the nineties. There there was. <clears throat> Give credit there. But as a decade. Yeah, as a whole, it's terrible. <laughs> music music was just awful in the nineties. Well, like I said, it was just expect, such an man? awkward transition. To me, it was. Period. I think you probably had more one hit wonders coming out of the nineties than any other decade. Yeah. Easily. And the late '90s were trash. Like, yeah, you look at the bands that were popular and how awesome you thought they were then. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm not gonna go back and listen to Smash Mouth. Yeah, like Matchbox Twenty and Bush. They were like the two biggest Britney ones. Spears. Bush, I'm not going back to Boys. watch. You don't to go them. back to listen to Bush? No, no. Oh. Bush is awful. <laughs> no, I'm not going back to. Dude, I've gone back to listen to Bush. I've gone back to listen to Matchbox Twenty. Oh word, gosh. I've gone back to listen to Fuel. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, we, we definitely Fuel. we definitely disagree on music from the nineties. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> if you like music from the nineties, you probably don't have great taste in music. No, you probably have a DMB sticker on your car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a DMB, but I do like Dave Matthews. <laughs> I really do like Dave Matthews. Oh, hey man, if you could if you if you could pick five bands. Yeah. They're the only five bands you could ever listen to. Uh-huh. Like, if you get into an elevator, it's going to be one of those five And I bands. guess this is band or artist or whatever. Like, yeah. it's CD. <laughs> yeah. No, not CD. Just just artist. Yeah. We used to general. say that, though. Like, if you could only have five CDs, what would they be? Because, you know, your disc changers typically had five to six. Yeah. Like, what are your go-tos that keep getting replayed? I'm just, I, I want just bands. You can only listen to them. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Dave Matthews is in it. Okay. Pantera's in it. All right. Um, Outcast. Oh yeah, in it. yeah. I got a buddy. He speaks fluent Outcast. Man, we never knew what he was talking about, and it turned out you had to go back and listen to original Outcast to get his references. Yeah, like old school Outcast. Mm, the good stuff. Well, yeah. I don't know. Metallica probably be in there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know who that fifth one would be. Yeah, you don't have anybody you just listen to on repeat. Well, those four that I've not mentioned just those? Are, are usually it. Maybe yeah. maybe Eminem. I don't know. Yeah. Like like maybe one you're thinking, you know, you just forgot because maybe you don't listen to them a lot, but when you do, you're glad you listen to them, like, like a Michael Jackson or a Prince. Yeah, one of those. Maybe Dire Straits. They are great. I'm actually glad you put them in your list. It, it gives it the only credibility it I has. Think, I, think, I think it would be Dire Straits. Mark Knopfler Straits. is pretty, pretty fantastic. Dude, he's a great guitarist. Yeah. Very highly underrated. Oh, yeah. 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 
But I could listen to the intro to uh, Money for Nothing all day long. Yeah. Drum. Yeah. Anyway, have you listened? Have you, <laughs> he, he was about <laughs> to go right in. <laughs> have, you, have you seen? He caught it? himself. Dude, you Just two, in time. You have to YouTube their right aid performance. Yeah, you've told me that before. Or, yeah, whatever. Li- yeah, live, live aid. aid. Live aid performance, yeah. Yeah. You have to. <clears throat> they, do, they do Money for Nothing with Sting. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's Sultan of Swing. Just flawless. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's an it's eleven minutes of just pure listening pleasure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of things that I, I go back and listen to where I'm like, oh man, you know, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. But I guess what what probably gears mine is I'm thinking of people that when I listen to them, like I immediately had that thought in my head, like, how have I been asleep on this? Like this is quality. And then as I dive into it, I'm like, it just keeps staying good. It just keeps staying good. And uh I found a Willie Nelson CD when I was younger, and of course I'd grown up around Willie Nelson, but I'd never just sat down and just really listened to him. And man, it was like kind of life changing. I was like, man, that just his his timing, his guitar. Now I'm talking about old, yeah. older, like you know, like Stardust, where he did all those covers. He did those covers so well to where they're they're Willie Nelson's version of these songs, and they're just so unique yeah. because. And I and I just thought that kinda how like he Dave put his Matthews stamp on everything. I always thought kind of like how he put his stamp on anything and how he had his own sound was was fantastic. And now over the years, he's kind of he's put out he's he's put out more he's put out more music than he probably should have just because he just keeps he'll he'll do a song with anybody he'll just put anything out and he doesn't care. But you know, there's a lot of good Willie Nelson stuff out there, yeah. and uh, that he was a big one for me. I listen to a lot of Willie Nelson still. Um, Bruce Springsteen, man, the boss is solid. Oh, I hate Springsteen. Oh, the boss is I solid. I hate Springsteen. Oh, I can. Uh, I remember in college, uh, I got one of those uh, BMG CDs of Bruce Springsteen. You know, where you would like get ten CDs mm, for a penny. Yeah, and it was a it was a greatest hits. And after that, man, I went into a straight boss mode where I started, you know, just going all the way back to his earlier stuff and listening to all the stuff that wasn't as popular and and just realizing man how great he is just top to bottom great musician so the boss definitely um you know there's several that i like and i probably listen to a lot like you know george Strait. a lot of george Strait. but at the same time man a lot of that is just because you know that's what we grew up on you know george so Strait's good though but he but he is but he is but I'm, but it didn't revolutionize anything for me because i just always knew you know, he was my mom's favorite. He was my brother's favorite. He was, you know, everybody's favorite. Yeah. So uh, I, I probably, you know, that's why he lives in Dominion. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So so George Strait and Willie Nelson are two that that I definitely had a reaction to where I was like, wow, that's I got to get more into that. Um, you know, I don't go back to him as much as I used to, but Wilco for me, I listen to a lot of Wilco. A who's, lot of who's that? You will never know who they are, and it's okay. Uh, listen to a lot of Wilco. Um, I, I like uh, I like the different things they do with their sound. Uh, kind of like with Radiohead, you got to really listen to it and uh, really pay attention to it, and it's really good. They got a lot going on with their sound, and uh, the songs are good. But that's another one. Um, and then I'm trying to think, who are two others? You know, it's really hard not to throw Tom Petty and Credence in there. Just going to throw those Tom Petty is phenomenal. Yeah, Tom Petty See, and Credence. I, I don't like Tom You can Petty. never forget how great Tom Petty and Credence are when it comes to just good rock and roll music. See, I don't like Tom Petty, but John Fogarty was the man. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that'd probably be mine. I mean, there that might be kind of a... Uh, CCR is not bad. Yeah, that might be kind of a basic list. I mean, you might look at it and say, oh, that, that's not very rangy. But a lot of the others that are great that I like... You know, I think everybody likes them. That's kind of how Tom Payton greetings are, but those just those are things I keep going back to. I won't lie. You know. But you, Corey, five well, bands, Lincoln Park, number one. Yeah, Lincoln Park's on there. Just from the nineties. No, just any, just any band in general. Golly, see, for me, I'm all over the place when it comes to music. So it's hard not to be. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in a lot of different genres. Man, I like. Uh, I which, like. Which, by the way, streaming has is like made that so possible now yeah like you know it used to be because you're spending money hard-earned money on on cds yeah you know so you kind of stick you know it has to be that 
that CD that's going to hit or you're not going to buy it. Yeah. Uh, but now most talented people, you know, like Prince, Michael Jackson. Well, yeah. Jimi Hendrix. No, <laughs> I agree. But the point I don't listen is, to them as much, but goodness gracious, the talent is through this. the roof. There's this place called CD Exchange in, in San Antonio, yeah. which is just essentially a you you take a you can buy used CDs there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could take CDs in and sell them. And usually they're like, we'll give you two dollars for this, whatever. And then you yeah. turn around, and buy it for for six, seven dollars if they had enough. I had a buddy who was friends with one of the franchise owners of one. Yeah. And so he come in and dude, I was, I was there. There were times this guy was just giving me CDs because he had so many of them. Uh huh. So I could just go in and I could get ten dollars, you know, take five bucks in and get ten to twelve CDs on yeah. that. So dude, I was, I mean, if I liked a song, I would buy. It. Dude, I had Duncan Sheik. I had all these stupid like I'm. I was going through. They're all gone now, but I had this, you know, big old notebook just full of CDs, and I'm going through some. Some of them were great. But some of them, I'm like, why on earth did I buy that? Mm-hmm. And it was for that one song, and I probably either got it for free or got it for a quarter, you know. But you couldn't do that back in the day, you yeah. know, if you didn't have that kind of advantage because you would spend thousands of dollars on oh, it yeah. just for one, just for one song that that you're gonna have to fish through all the CDs for. Now streaming, you can listen to that one song, and yeah, and even a cassette single or a, <laughs> a CD single was, uh, you know, gonna set you back a little bit. Yeah, you had to make a decision. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead, Corey. Lincoln Park, yeah, Lincoln yeah. Park, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park, Chester fine. Bennington with Lincoln Park. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, Lincoln Park is probably the one that I've stayed steady with the most. Um, Weezer was good. Um, I was brought up on the Eagles, so I'm kind of partial to them. I like the Eagles a lot, I like Don Henley. Yeah. Um, when they're singing it, though, not when you're being forced to listen to it. No, duet. not when my stinking dad and sister are <laughs> belting it out dude, in the car. My wife, man, there, dude, there are times that I will tell her, like, can I please just listen to the song how it's meant to be? <laughs> yeah, because she'll she'll just start singing. I'm like, please stop. She's yeah. got a good voice. Uh, she has, she, no, she's a great singer. I yeah. mean, it's just like sometimes I want to hear Prince sing it the way Prince sang yeah. it, and like, don't need you, bell, you know, she's bellowing out. Prince songs in the car, yeah. and you're turning her off. Yes. No. Prince this. Uh, after after their newest album, which was pretty good, uh, I've kind of gone back to Blink. Uh, they're pretty good, man. I like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. They, I'm going to be honest with you, they are a guilty pleasure. Well, <laughs> and I, I would say that they're they're because, probably because they started that whole pop punk stuff, and that's what I'm. And I, but at the same time, it's a guilty pleasure because they are a pretty fun listen. No, yeah. I agree, but like. But again, it goes to the, all the like good Charlotte and some forty one who tried to reproduce that yeah. sound just didn't yeah. do it as well. Yeah. Well, and there, there's a reason why and they, they reproduce that attitude. Yeah, That's the there's a reason why Blink is still around and they're yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, they they did have that one weird album like early two thousands that was super super soft and it like wasn't their sound at all. And, well, that, and then that one dude went off emo with his own band, Angels and Airways. Yeah, which Angels and Airways had some pretty good songs. Did they? Okay. Yeah, I, I, it, hey, but it was that soft music though. What's that? What's that band with the redheaded singer and that dude? The there's two that I'm thinking that of. Light them up song. Oh wait, huh? Oh, uh, Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. Okay, I hate them. So yeah. I I actually like Fall Out Boy. I was going to say they're one of those bands that but actually was pretty credible. His like, voice is phenomenal. That, that's what I'm saying. I think that's a unique. But, sound. Uh, I think that guy that that was uh, kind of always in the tabloids, who was either Pete. their guitarist or whatever. Yeah. I think he actually had quite a bit of talent. Yeah, yeah. He, no, he, he he wrote all that music. Wrote no, all those yeah, songs. he formed the band. Yeah, like it was yeah. it was his his band essentially. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he married the the little angry sister. Just uh, Jessica Simpson's angry yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah. And kind of went downhill from there. But. Yeah. No, and then there's kind of... My last one is like, if I could take three bands and smash them together that I all kind of like, I like Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, and Panic at the Disco. Yeah. They're, they're, they all have phenomenal lead singers. Their music is all kind of similar, though. Yeah. But um, I like all three of those bands, but they're all kind of one and the same to me. Yeah. Uh, the guy from Panic at the Disco might have the best voice in the world right now. 32nd of Mars. No, not even close. Jared Leto's a he's a weirdo. Yeah. And also the worst joker of all time. 
got a hard eye roll from Corey on yeah. that one. He's like, <laughs> dude, can't even consider that guy as the, the worst, Joker. The worst I have to Joker. throw an eye roll in there because yeah. to even call him the Joker is ridiculous. <laughs> it's <laughs> such a terrible... That might be the worst movie ever made. Yeah, Suicide Squad might be the worst it's, movie it's ever awful. made. It's awful. Yeah, it's not good. The Last Jedi is close, but yeah, it might be worse. Corey just dropped it on us. He he went and uh, saw... Uh, what was it? The Rise of Skywalker. Recently Rise of Skywalker. Too. Yeah. Which yeah. here's the thing: the title itself makes absolutely no sense. Imagine that. Just given the plot, they the, did something that makes no sense. It it makes. They, they just threw it out there to maybe get the the it, Star Wars fans who feel dejected to come back and yeah, try one yeah. more time. Every everything about that movie is is expected and disappointing at the same time. Is Hamill yeah. in it? Yes. Yeah. I he, well, Luke we Skywalker can't have spoiler alerts yet, man. I mean. You need to get a chance to go out and watch it and be disappointed well, it's, on your own. Scott well, Walker he, didn't die in the last one, did he? Yes. He yeah. did die in Remember the last one. Remember, he just yeah. vaporized. He vaporized. But that's what... So when you're, I thought he was a hologram. I think you're, when you're, whenever you're accepted to, to be, become one with the Force, you you die, but you go into like the spirit mode yeah. where you know, you're know you blue and you can still give advice and talk to people and whatever. Yeah. So yeah. you're like a ghost, Yeah. which I don't know what, if the Sith see the same thing, but maybe you're red. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> But he, that's that's his. You, you know it's coming. That's what he is in the movie. Yeah. I mean, all the advice that he gives. But dude, they changed force powers to be anything you want now. Yeah. Which is kind of dumb. Yeah. Well, they kind of did that with the Mandalorian with Baby Yoda, kind of healing people and and using like a healing force. Oh, there is a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know the big deal was the whole reason. Anakin goes to the dark side is because they claimed you could bring people back from the dead, but then they never are able to do it. They're never they're never well, able to heal anybody. So they're I, never able. To I don't do think anything. I don't think it goes that far. I think I think they have healing abilities. I don't think they can bring people back from the yeah, dead. Yeah, and they obviously can't bring your limbs back because Darth Vader was uh, <clears throat> he was still pretty much a robot. Dude, I watched Rogue One this weekend. Mm-hmm. Dude, that Darth Vader scene at the end of that movie is He's hands down. Dude, <laughs> People criticized that scene. Really? Like it was just like it was just thrown in there to connect it to no. Star Wars because it didn't feel dude. like a Star Wars movie. No way. Dude, it was dope. It that was, was so much better than the intro to a New Hope. Yes. Dude, I mean, hands down. When you when they're staring at that dark hallway and all yeah. of a sudden boom, that yeah. red lightsaber comes on. And, and they did it without throwing a classic rock song in there like Star Trek does. You know, yeah. or all like all these other movies. They just did it on pure action. All I know yeah. is is I said Gunner. This is the best scene in the movie, and he he started he was watching it from his tablet. Yeah, right in the in the in the dining room, and when when Vader's lightsaber do he put it down and walked into the living room? Yeah, right, and just stood there like yeah, I'm about to see it go yeah. down. <laughs> and when he pins that dude to the lawn, yeah. yeah, I mean I was I, you're like if you get a chance if you like that scene and you like seeing you know kind of. You know, they didn't really do it in the older ones. You know, just, just the power of the Force was cool. But what they did in that one is not just the power of the Force, but just how much of a master of it Vader yeah. was and, and how, how he used it for be. violence and, yeah, and when brutality. He, he choked that dude, you know, he's just sitting there like that. And the yeah, and how he's just he's actually just this unstoppable force. Like, you have an army, we have a Vader. And he just goes through there, and there's nothing you can do because he's in complete control, and you're just that much less than him. Yeah. If you enjoyed that, and if that scene made you happy, then you need to go watch Vader Shards of the Past. It is a fan film on YouTube, and it is phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. they're making episode two. I'll have to watch that. But it's, it's, it's taken them a year and a half because it's, it's a fan film. Yeah, to me, to me, Rogue One, hands down, the best Star Wars film. Yeah. And there's only one... Well, I mean, he wasn't really a Jedi at that point, but there's yeah. only one lightsaber for five seconds in the entire movie. And it just goes to show you that that's not the only thing about Star Wars that makes it yeah. great. That is yeah. just a part of it that well, makes I think it great. I think it's cool that the Death Star kills all the heroes at the end. Yeah. Like, that, you know, like, you, everyone, everyone... It does a ton of things right. Everyone, it does a ton of things right. Because right. everyone who essentially got the plans and, and were able to get them out died because yeah. the Death Star just... Pew, yeah. Well, and, and because the movie wasn't about... And that's the other thing that made it great was the movie wasn't about, like, a hero story in the sense of... At the end, they're all going to have this big celebration because all your favorite characters lived yeah. and they're high-fiving each other and we only killed the underdeveloped characters that you don't really care as no. much about. It was, no, we made a movie that has you invested in all these people and because at the end, 
they can't survive because we've already made these other movies. Hey. They were forced to do what movies should probably do more often and show that sometimes people have to sacrifice their lives so that everybody else so which, can be happy yeah. and safe. Which, which, one which the, happens all the time in real which, life. Which one of the originals, was it the first one that the Death Star blew something up? The first one they blow up Alderaan. Yeah. The Remember? New Hope and, and the New and Hope. Yeah. Alder, Alderaan yeah. is Princess so Leia's home So what I like about Rogue One is because in, 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 in the New Hope, you just see the planet explode. Oh, it just goes into sparks. So you're kind of like, you're, you're kind of thinking to yourself like, you don't even know what happened. Yeah. But then you watch Rogue One and it's like. You see the ground start to swell. And, and you're like. Oh, they knew it was coming. Yeah. Like every one of these people knew that their life was about to end and they yeah. had to wait for that tidal wave of destruction to come yeah. their way before it yeah. happened. And so sitting in their moment of doom, which I, that's what I liked, like aware to see how the Death Star really worked on a planet. Yeah. was, yeah. was kind of cool. No, Rogue One did a lot of things right. They, they did. My son they goes, did a lot of things right. Why did they shoot the ocean, Dad? That yeah. doesn't do any good. I'm like, just keep watching. <laughs> and then you watch it and you're like, they're, that's why you shoot the yeah. ocean. And they you... shot the core of the planet, yeah. son. I couldn't help but like I saw I saw a uh, article that was saying that Star Wars has a canon problem, and it wasn't obviously it's saying like keeping everything in line, everything true to the stories and all this stuff. Yeah. But I couldn't help but think that in every single Star Wars movie, the main antagonist is a giant cannon. Yeah. In every single one of them, <laughs> the Star Killer base, and in this one. I'm not going to give anything away, but you could probably guess what uh, what each ship is equipped with. And uh, in the last one, they they rolled that giant. They had one on the ground, yeah. like they had one on the ground to break open that huge wall. There's just always a massive cannon. Yeah, and so it's just kind of Mandalorian. Stupid. Like they it. do have a cannon problem. The end of the Mandalorian. The dude pulls out that cannon. EMP or whatever he yeah. said it was, or the EPM. That's Gus from uh, Breaking Bad, by the way. RPM. No web. That's the have you E-web. seen Breaking E-web. Bad? E-web. You haven't seen Breaking Bad. Uh no, I haven't seen the last episode of because uh, it's episode eight out. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I have not seen the oh, okay. episode eight. Yep. So please yeah. keep that to well, yourselves. Anyway, moth is a moth. Moth. Yeah. Anyway, that's Gus from Breaking Bad, who's one of the best bad guys ever. Yeah. 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 In Breaking Bad, he's this dude who runs this little chicken express store, but he's a huge drug lord. Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing because <laughs> he's just anyway. I'll have to check it out. No, I, I only hear good things about Breaking Bad. I just haven't had the time to commit to starting from the beginning and getting into it. Yeah, it's it's because I mean it's 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 a that's roller a time consuming. Of uh, Brian Cranston is great. Yeah, you know it's good. It's not something you can binge in a short amount of time though. It's something you binge and maybe by the end of the year you've gotten through all of it. Mm. You could do it in a couple weeks, probably. You could, yeah, if you if you, I, I don't mean, got if, that kind of. No, you time. don't. Ha- you don't have that kind of. I'm time. talking about watching like one or two episodes a week. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's five seasons. Okay, uh, so it's only five seasons. I thought yeah, it was more not, than that. It's for some not reason. that long. Yeah, you, but they're hour long episodes. Okay, uh, so you're looking at about sixty hours worth of TV. All right. So two a week, two to three a week. Yeah, I mean you can get through it in a couple months. Yeah, three or four months. Y'all gonna well watch? Worth it. Y'all gonna watch the uh, OU LSU game? Is that tonight? Yep. Ugh, it's gonna be a murder. I don't know, man. The thing with do thing you know about, anything uh, about the background on uh, the coach at LSU, Ogeron or whatever his mm-hmm. name is? What do you, where, what's his background? Because he looks like he was D coordinator forever. It, it looks like he was created like a bunch of minds got together and said okay what do you see a football coach looking and sounding like and they all got together and they created him somehow i went and watched this they went dude, and watched the water boy and yeah. took farmer fran this dude looks like he has paid his dues here's where lincoln thing. riley no. is you know yeah. he's like this hot you know kind of hot shot guy that's coming in and he's got you know the the new offense and all this stuff. And then you got this just gruff, like I've been yeah. playing football since it started in level Hammett, man. <laughs> yeah, no, he, uh, he actually was the, um, so this is the interesting story is he was actually the interim head coach at USC. Yeah. So I forget. Was it Lane Kiffin who got fired? I think it was Lane Kiffin who got fired. Okay. Um, and Orgeron, it may not have been Lane Kevin, but anyway, Orgeron was the interim head coach. And the rumor is, is, um, the rumor is, is that 
USC didn't want him because of his voice. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't. You know, just didn't think it was a good look for the school. Yeah. And so they they let him go. LSU. This was at the same time that Tom Herman was leaving Houston. Yeah. And LSU and Texas were the two schools that essentially were in competing. So uh, Herman got the you know went to Texas. So LSU. They they feel like everyone feels like they settled with Orgeron. Orgeron did a lot at USC in yeah. his small amount of time there. <clears throat> yeah, um, but I mean the biggest thing is, is well, that, it sounds like he's got a great attitude to lead a locker room too. Yeah, the, I mean the the players love him. Um, yeah. Which now, granted, I do. Let's not forget, he replaced Les Miles. Yeah, who had who was a great recruiter. You yeah, know, could bring in so. So he came into a good situation, yeah. but he is responsible for Joe Burrow's coming there. Yeah, and Joe Burrow's actually uh, actually said that uh, he loved crawfish, and so they went to this this restaurant, and uh, you know they the origin of essentially Burrow's asked the waiter or waitress, "Do you, you know have crawfish?" They're like, "No, we're out." And uh, they said, "Origin Luna was you want crawfish." He goes, yeah, I was just kind of hoping to get it at the source, you know, kind of. Yeah. You come to Louisiana, you want to eat crawfish. He goes, I got a guy. He calls up, 15 pounds of crawfish was delivered to the restaurant. They cooked it and brought it out to Burroughs uh, <laughs> <laughs> on his official visit. That's awesome. And uh, and he said just. I like him already. He said that, yeah, and he said that that type of, he said he said that's the reason he came yeah. to LSU because he wanted to go to North Carolina. Yeah. Essentially, that's where he thought he was going to go. And then Orgeron changed it. And he said, uh. Uh, he goes through uh, uh, the hallway yelling something about tigers. Yeah. And everyone's just like, what? And uh, he goes and runs, and he's like, good day for Ray Baker. And everyone go, everyone kept going, who's Ray Baker? That's what he named the son, Ray uh, Baker. That's yeah. what Orgeron calls the son is Ray Baker. <laughs> what? And, <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's, you, anyway, but he said just the unique personality, you know, <laughs> that like that they, the players just – you know, I mean, and he brought, you know, the thing is, is all, I mean, it's pretty hilarious when you think about it, Ray Baker. Yeah, yeah. no, it's exactly. Yeah, and, it's and hilarious. So it's, it's it's one of those things that he really doesn't, he doesn't have anything to do with the X's and O's. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's a real head coach in, in the sense of motivating the players. His attitude. Yeah, you know, creating the, 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 the attitude of the team. And letting his coordinators do what they're supposed to do, but hold them to a standard where you know there's an expectation there, you know. Yeah. And and well, and know. knowing his team and what they can do and what they can't do, yeah. and and explaining to the players that they that way they know what they can do and can't. Do. There's a, there's a lot to head coaching. There, there's a lot yeah. to it. Yeah. What's, yeah. What's your prediction for the game? See, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be a slaughter like some people think. I, well, they're oh, fourteen point favorites. Yeah, LSU's fourteen point favorites, so they they know something. Uh, they can run the ball, which has been OU's Achilles' heel. Has been a, OU's Achilles' heel the uh, the whole year was a running game. Uh, Burroughs can obviously throw the ball real well. Mm-hmm. Uh, can the defense stop them? You know, the, yeah. the, here's the thing: the thing is, is both are all high powered offenses, and those things die down uh, with two weeks off. It's going to be which team can actually play defense, probably. I well, mean, who can start the fastest? Yeah. Here's the thing. Jalen Hurts is is turnover prone, and I do think that LSU can capitalize well, on that. Well, OU, OU's got some, you know, they had that deal where they, they got a lot of players who aren't going to be playing who are key components and stuff, so that's that's going to be an effect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think LSU wins. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a slaughter. No. But it wouldn't surprise me if they won by two touchdowns. Yeah. I think, I think LSU did make a – you know they they did make a mistake that you shouldn't make, and that is they gave locker their room. Com- yeah they they gave their competition extra motivation, and you you just don't do that. That's I don't care how confident you are, you know that you're yeah. they're probably still going to win, but they're going to win ugly, and it's going to take a toll on them for the rest of the playoffs. So I don't know, I don't know. I think. I think I think there's a huge disparity. My between. deal is is Texas almost beat them, and Texas is terrible. Yeah, but but OU's not that that far off from Texas. Not that far off, but they're better. I mean, barely. They, yeah, they're they're, they're better, but though. they're not. But they're not. I don't think not, they've got as many holes in their defense as Texas had, and their offense but, is probably as good. 
Uh, see, I think they have bigger holes uh, as far as the run game. You Passing, mean like the, the whole middle of the field? The second, the secondary was Texas couldn't Texas. guard the whole middle of the field. Yeah, but they, you, but oh, you can't stop the run, and you got to understand that that essentially. OU was what? a missed field goal here and there. If you get in a having, touchdown battle, though, and you're weak on the run versus being weak on the pass, you can win the touchdown battle but because but, the run takes so much longer not to get gonna, there. But that's the thing. They're not going to – I don't think it's going to be an offensive shootout. That's my point. You don't think so? No, I think I think when it comes to <laughs> high-powered offenses and two weeks off – Because, I mean, LSU's not really known for their defense. It's going to come to running, and LSU, and LSU can run the ball. Burroughs, I think, is going to be the X factor. Well, I think Burroughs is light OU's, years. OU is just going to have to run the ball with Hurts a lot. A lot. Yeah, but I don't think you can. That's that's what I'm saying. We'll see. I mean, that's what we'll find out. Yeah, no, I agree. It's. It, I mean, if they played right after the season, it would have been a bloodbath. Yeah. And we say that because they might come out just launching them. Yeah, you never know. Trevor Knight beat Bama. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it could be one of those games where you just never know. Trevor Knight was a terrible quarterback and he yeah. beat Bama. So, yeah, yeah, you never know how it's going to turn out. I just, I just personally feel that OU, OU has a high-powered offense too, like an offense that needs rhythm yeah. and all that. And when you take two weeks off, it stutters. And I just think it's going to come down who can stop the run better and and all that, but as far as Texas and OU goes, I mean, they're really OU. Texas was a few made field goals versus a few missed field goals for OU that that really kept them from having the same type of season. And we played LSU at the beginning of the season. They played a uh, a losing UCLA, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but they almost lost to Iowa State. No, Kansas yeah. Kansas put up a bunch of points on them. Mm-hmm. And I think if that game was played in Kansas, it probably would have been a different game. Yeah. Uh, they obviously lost to Kansas State, you know, and all that. So, it, you know, Texas and OU, there's a huge disparity between the top three teams and OU, yeah. the fourth team. In the, I, I agree. I agree. The and there has been every year that they've been in the playoffs, <clears throat> honestly. I mean. Well, I think I think with Kyler and Baker, I think they, were, they had more legit shots at winning the game. I think their defense was just way too terrible. Way yeah. too terrible no, to be I there. Agree. Their offense was good enough <clears throat> to win it. Well, they their don't, but defense was too terrible. But to let's keep not them in forget, it. Baker Mayfield got about twenty points on Georgia, and then couldn't do anything after the game. Well, that was a second half game. That's what I'm saying. That was, that second half was a totally different ball. Well, game. the bottom line is, is Georgia just quit throwing the ball, came out and ran the, kept Baker Mayfield off the field, yeah. and got him out of rhythm. And, and when you do that, and that's that's all I'm saying is is yeah. This much time off gets your offense out of Georgia rhythm. Georgia was a more complete team, and, and just needed run. to make some adjustments. Yeah, that's why that game ended like it ended. Yeah, so. Uh, OU had a good enough offense to punch them in the mouth early. Okay. And in the end, the more complete team won because they were able to make adjustments at halftime, and OU was doing the only thing they could do. Yeah. No, that's one. And that's that's one. I think I think Kyler almost beating Bama. Yeah, you know, if you remember that game. Well, that just shows how great he is. That's what I'm saying. I think that was more <laughs> – they had a better chance there. I think if that team had played Georgia, they probably would have beat Georgia. Yeah. It, it's a shame Kyler Murray's not um, – a taller man because oh, yeah. if he was he's fantastic four, at his height. Yeah, if he was LJ size, <laughs> he'd be, he'd be. I'd be more happy with the pick. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty great I at his height, Cliff though. Even at his away. height, he's pretty great. Yeah, I do like the fact we embarrassed the Browns. Yeah, that's with Kenyon Drake. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part. The best part. Anyway, Drake them. <laughs> well, Is that an hour? Uh, it's 58 minutes. I think that's good enough. I think that's good enough. I'm running Any out New of Year's resolution. New Year's resolution? Uh, I might go check my gym membership I got last year and see if I'm still paying for it. And if I am, I might cancel that membership. <laughs> that's your resolution? <laughs> that's my resolution. Uh, getting it right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm going to try and get down to 200 pounds like in the next two months. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, good I mean, luck with that. You going to do I, it by running or you going to do it by running? Yeah. By uh, just not eating. <laughs> well, I've been I've been eating fairly clean. The holidays again always screws that up. Yeah. But um, I I, w- I got all the way down to two hundred four, and I stayed there for like three days, and then Thanksgiving hit, and I haven't been back below two thirteen. <laughs> so I think I can hit two hundred hey, in a month or two. So you know you're supposed to you're supposed to put on a few pounds in the holidays. Yeah, but right? running running's definitely a goal for the year. I've got some stuff I, I'm trying out for. So all right. Well, good luck with all that. Yep. How about you, Josh? Yeah. I'm already a complete person, man. Oh gosh, what what am I going to improve? He's a complete catastrophe. <laughs> Your hat collection, yeah. My what? My tie collection. Hat, hat, hat collection. collection or tie. My Which tie collection is improving. All right. Yeah. Now, anyway. man, I'm uh, the only commitment I've really made is uh, 
for uh, Christmas, you know, my wife got me a uh, a new Bible that has the wide margins where you can take notes. And uh, something I haven't done in a long time is uh, is just really like take notes yeah. as as you know I'm sitting in services or just as I'm studying at home and stuff. I'm gonna get back into that. So maybe that'll make me a little bit more of a complete person. Yeah. So that's no, kind of my joking, goal man. for the year. Got, got plenty to work on. Yeah. Just not enough to list in the next minute and a half. There you go. <laughs> I agree. I just hope 2020 is better than 2019. You know, the thing is, is like every year something's happened since like. We're at that age, bud. 2000. What, 16, maybe? Yeah. There's just been there's been a huge event that's just kind of screwed the year up. Like a world shaker. Yeah. Yeah. So hoping yep. 2020 has a few less of those. Takes a. Yeah. Yeah. Just give, give Takes a, a break. Give a dude a break a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, nothing monumental. Just little yeah. little bumps in the road. That's it. Yeah. Well, anyway. All right. Well, good luck with it. 2020, welcome. We're out.